it's Erica. And it's Liana, and this is the Night Guys Podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, a true crime. And today is true crime, actually. Ooh. It's true crime. Twoo crime brings us together. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It's that. Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, that works. Oh my god. <laughs> I love Princess Bride. It was actually a movie I didn't watch growing up. I <gasps> Have didn't... you seen it at all? Yeah, I've oh, seen okay. it. But the problem is because I didn't see it as a child, it didn't hold as much magic for me as like a 17-year-old when I finally first saw it. I don't know when I first saw that movie. Oh. I mean, I like it. It's It's fine. It's just not like up there with like Labyrinth for me. I don't know when I saw it. I definitely love Labyrinth more, mm-hmm. but I love Princess Bride. It's so yeah. funny. It's Billy really Crystal, cute. Like, ugh, it's that scene so good. It's, it's a cute movie. I really do like it. I just it's not Under one that sticks giant. in my head. I don't know. Oh, God. I don't know. Oh my God! Enough. <laughs> so good. So before Principal, we get started. We're not doing shots today, uh, but we do have three shots that we have to do. For a while, it was just two that we had left. But then Ms. Zali decided to join the ranks. Mm-hmm. So, Zali, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank but you. Also, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, we have Can't some wait. shots that, that are adding up, and I'm really nervous about it. <laughs> Me, too. <laughs> I'm so afraid. <laughs> I need to get I'm out I don't oh. even have any I couldn't have done them if I wanted which we you don't want for Mother's but... Day oh yeah I was um, like well I talked to her for like a minute in the morning and then I didn't talk to her all day I'm like she must be drinking which is good no nah, well the day was pretty good but we didn't drink until like three or four. Oh, you waited that's nice mm-hmm. yeah we got drinks to go <laughs> And made them at home, which is great because they use, you get their ice with it. And it's that, mm. like, little tiny circle ice that's really, oh. like, easy to chew. Crunchy. Yeah. It's, like, slushy ice, kind of. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. And they still gave you the little flower garnishes with, like, um, the pansies and stuff. That's cute. I love that bar. When you're here, you need to go with me. <laughs> it's so cute. It's called Duke's. And they have, like, a couple pictures of John Wayne up. I've been to Duke's. Duke's it's is cool. Awesome. Not to be confused with Hawaii Duke's. Also <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, I Roger love that. that. It's so, it's such a, ugh, it, their drinks are yummy. It's expensive, but they're good. It's, it's a it. fun treat. Yeah, so we got those to go and then drink them. And then I was like, you know what? I need more drinks. And Esme was having fun, running around outside, getting swung in her little swing. So I was like, mm-hmm. Drink time. And mm-hmm. it's Mother's Day, so obviously. Yeah. It's your day. Cheers your to myself. drinks. <laughs> yeah. Between her and the 5,000 puppies and kitties, mm-hmm. I was like, drink per thing I love and have <laughs> kept alive. <laughs> I like this plan. And for anyone who thinks animals do not count for people on Mother's Day or Father's Day, 
let me be the first to tell you, you are wrong for your feelings. <laughs> they 100% count with the amount of money that we've spent on our animals to take them and to the vet. Time to get them and, and worry. And if you treat your animal really well, that work should not go unnoticed. Mm-mm. You are a parent to a yeah, fur baby. I firmly believe that. Agreed. Switching directions, um, we have a request. We've received some uh, stories, like supernatural, spooky stories. If you guys have any stories that you want to share with us, we'd love to read them out loud um, on an episode coming up. I mean, preferably next week, I think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys want to email us, uh, nightgeistpod at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Twitter or on facebook or on uh, instagram uh, we would love to hear your stories even if it's not a ghost if it's a you ufo a voicemail oh yeah voicemail 707 200 <laughs> we would love to hear from you guys we won't share your name if you don't want us to just yeah let us know ahead of time so we don't uh but yeah we would love to share your stories with the world and of course we won't make fun of you we no. make fun of ourselves always yeah do you think more like supernatural things are happening since people are home more to witness it mm. and like the the balance is thrown out of whack because your house isn't used to all this extra energy in it yeah so either like spirits who like i'm assuming this doesn't count for like if you have a spirit in your home that's like a family member that's like oh yay they're home more that would be kind of cool mm-hmm. but i'm thinking more along the lines of like just a person who like is there and has no like relation to you they're probably like okay no go back to work i'm over (laughs) you this is too much i don't know i would think there's more sightings though right it'd be kind of like if everybody was told to go live in the woods for two months would maybe we find bigfoot i don't know (laughs) Mm, so what you're saying is we need to let's all go to the woods Tallyo, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I bet there's more exciting, so I don't know. Probably, I'm there feeling should that be. This is probably also making people a little more paranoid, so they're Man. they're paying attention a lot more. To if stuff. you live in a home that is haunted and you spend most of your time trying to not be there and like looking for a place to live oh. elsewhere, and now you're stuck there, I want to talk to those people. That would suck. I really feel for those people me too that would be really scary i can't even imagine Mm -mm. i can't imagine can you imagine no i tried oh and you can't i can't imagine people. (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i need to make that haunted imagine all the ghosts living in spookiness <laughs> yay encore i'll be here all week all year forever <laughs> do you have news for me today i do okay i found this on a whim and i'm very excited about it on a whim whim okay all right this is a video that um, I bet I could probably put on the socials. It's titled, Indian City Enlist Ghosts, in quotations, to enforce coronavirus lockdown. <gasps> they threatened them with ghosts? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Kind of. 
epic. <laughs> in an effort to prevent the spread of coronavirus, a city in India has enlisted a group of ghosts to scare people into staying inside their homes at night. The supernatural solution to enforcing social distancing was reportedly the brainchild of officials in the community of hmm, Bhubaneswar in the Indian state of Odisha. <laughs> yep, nailed it. Hoping to stress the importance of adhering to the lockdown, the city hired women to dress as spirits and roam the streets at night. That doesn't sound safe for them. I know. Um, what? No, there should be. Can we mix up both? Like, like get all the people? Get kids out there. They're the ones that we are really scary. Kids are the creepiest ones. I've gone from that's not fair, it's just women, to make it only children (laughs) in less than 20 seconds. (laughs) Send your kids out in sheets, folks. (laughs) There's, like, older brothers and sisters being like, yeah, 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 to their little ones. Like, go, go, (laughs) go be ghost outside. Uh, while their appearance is undoubtedly spooky, what may be more unsettling is their overall performance as ghosts. As can be seen in the videos below, the ghosts methodically stalk down the street and occasionally unleash a truly terrifying shriek that echoes in the night. Oh. Yuck! The unnerving parade of ghouls is not the first such instance of the paranormal and the pandemic crossing paths in a similar way as communities in Indonesia and Malaysia have also used faux ghosts to ensure that residents remain quarantined. Wow. Whoa, they got like straight up banshees walking around. That's, that's nuts. That's really cool. How weird is that though? Like you're like on the phone with your mom and like, you know, sunset and you're like, yeah, so I'm just like really concerned about where blah, 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 our relationship's going with him and (laughs) outside the window. (laughs) That'd be crazy. Mom, there's a banshee outside. People here would attack. That's the problem. Like there's no superstition here or very little. Mm. We don't have the same superstitious like feelings yeah i don't know i don't think that would work here i think it would depend where and what they were dressed up as i don't know Mm, i don't think it'll work i mean if it were me and they unleashed like weird looking dense thick fog in our neighborhood i would be horrified because i would assume the pirates were coming (laughs) i'd be very scared (laughs) and i wouldn't like it I would think of the mist, and then I'd be like, yep, I'm staying inside. Yeah, I don't. Board up my windows and everything. We, the fog is so scary. (laughs) (laughs) She's talking about the old one, guys. Yeah, not the new one, the real one. That lady in that (laughs) lighthouse tower is, like, one of the scariest places you could drop me. Like, if Mm. I had to go there and be on the radio and, like, put on cool jazz while people are dying (laughs) i don't like it and she's like outside of town and something about the fact that everybody in town can hear her and it's like i'm just talking right now and you guys are listening because you know i'm gonna be killed soon this sucks why am i out here this is dumb she should have put on an old recording and just played it live (laughs) i hate it I have to rewatch that movie. That lighthouse is so scary. <laughs> I hate it. What a creepy place to work. I think it would be awesome. It's disgusting. <laughs> no, I love it. Uh, by okay. yourself? Yeah. I'm down. No, not at night. No way. I'd have honey with me. 
No, what if she escaped and went down the lighthouse stairs? You'd no have way. to go get her. She would be on her leash with me. She has she wears her mm. co- not collar, um harness. I definitely want Punky there. He would oh, be yeah. my my alarm system. Oh, I just don't like it cuz somebody can enter from way the deuce down below and you don't yeah. even really know. That's why you keep hot water boiling at all times so you can just dump it down the stairs. Uh pirate fog ghosts do not care. And if anything, make more fog. <laughs> well, then maybe I'd become a pirate fog ghost. That'd be great. It's the worst. I like this idea even better now. <laughs> I don't want the fog to get me. It's very scary. Okay, nerd. My news. All right. A five-year-old was stopped on the U.S. highway wanting to buy a Lamborghini. Oh, hey. Dream big. <laughs> a trooper stopped a car with with a suspected impaired driver on a U.S. highway on Monday, and he was bemused, I imagine probably more horrified. Yeah, he's five. Why are you here? To find a five-year-old in the driver's seat. After seeing the vehicle driving slowly and weaving the left lane of the Interstate 15 freeway, the trooper turned on his siren, and the driver neatly pulled over to the side of the road. Oh, Dashboard camera video posted by the police captures the conversation between the trooper and the driver, which has since been viewed on YouTube almost 760,000 times. You're five years old, the trooper says. Wow. Then he then asks the child where he learned how to drive and takes down other details. The boy, who was obviously not identified because he's a minor, said he left his... (laughs) This is my favorite. He left home in his parents' vehicle after arguing with his mother, who had told him she would not buy him a Lamborghini. He decided to take the car and go to California to buy one himself. Uh, wow. He might have been short on the purchase amount as he only had $3 in his wallet. Okay, that- so he took his parents' car and was driving mm-hmm. it? How did they not notice? I'm sure they did. But uh, how did they not n- notice when he was leaving and in the front yard and Maybe opening the like- car door? I have no explanation there i know like and it's not like a little dinky car like it looks like a um not an suv but like a mid-size wow i can't believe his little feet could reach the paddle (laughs) i'm surprised (laughs) five-year-olds are not tall no not driving a car tall (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't look that small I mean, when you look at his little tiny hands, because they have something covering his face so that you can't see him, but... How far did he make it, I wonder? I have no idea. That is so scary. He's like, bye, Mom. Going to California. The fact that he, like, ran away and he was like, I'm going to go buy a Lamborghini. Like, oh, my God. I'll tell you. I'll show you what's up. Come back with a Lambo. Mom, I hate our stupid car. You should get a Lamborghini. Oh, okay, child. Sounds great. (laughs) I hate to break it to you, kid. If your mom gets one, she's not putting you in it. She's going to go take off and have her own joyride without you. (laughs) Seriously, I'm watching the video and I'm watching him just kind of drift. He kind of almost hit a Jeep. It looks like yours. And and then the Jeep like sped up. Like you can see them being like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then they looked over and saw it was a kid and they're like, What? <laughs> it's 
going on? Wow. I can't imagine ever doing that kind of thing when I was little. Even when I was a teenager, I was such a, like, I don't break the rules person. Nope. 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 Like, I just don't have any real desire to. I I would want to stay off the Once I was, like, on my own, can do what I want, then sure. But not, no. Too much guilt. That's what happens when you... Mm Mm-hmm. Go, especially when you go to private school. <laughs> Jesus is watching you always. Or when you're baptized a Catholic. Yeah, same thing. Anyway, that Jesus kid is the a worst. champion of the people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope he gets one one day, I guess. I hope so. Maybe. They should get him uh, a little toy car. I was going to say, Lamborghini, like when this stuff ends, maybe like a Lamborghini dealership or something could give at least like a drive in one. Mm, yeah, that'd be cute. And then he can have like a he little... He'd need his little booster seat though and they'd have to put it in. <laughs> no, like a drive. Like he sits in the passenger seat. Oh, I don't think he can. A five-year-old? Oh, yeah. He'd need a booster yeah. seat and all that bullshit. Man, what a crazy... He's going to use that as his pickup line when he's older. Well, when I was five, I uh, stole my parents' car and drove to California. <laughs> God. Man, what a crazy little guy. All right, are you ready to talk about Evelyn? Yes, I am. Ms. Evelyn. Yeah, I am. The story was, um, story, I guess is that what we're calling it? True crime Case. story. Happening. Wild. Yes. Thank you, Nicole, for your suggestion. Yeah, I mean, I definitely never heard of her. Neither had I. Um, I mean, this did happen a while ago, but it's still it's yeah sensational. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not as many female murderers, killers, and especially, like, from that era who got, like, this kind of press and mm-hmm. whatnot from it. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't heard of her. Shame on us. Shame. Shame. I don't have my bell. Sorry. I don't either. Okay, well. Damn it. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> doot, doot. <laughs> uh, Shame horn. <laughs> so, we're talking about Evelyn Dick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, homegirl. Ms. Evelyn Dick, she was born to Donald and Alexandra McLean. So, she was Evelyn McLean. On my birthday... October thirteenth. What a wonderful person to share it with. I know. I share it with a murderer. Birthday friends. <laughs> but she was born in nineteen twenty. Obviously, I am far older than that. I'm mm-hmm. so old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like what? I sixteen. Ancient. <laughs> I just age really well. Really well. Really Good well. Good for you. Thank you. It's the blood of innocence that keep me alive. Ah, uh, yes. it would do that. <laughs> that checks out. So a year after Evelyn was born in Beamsville near Niagara Falls, Niagara Falls, Niagara Falls. <laughs> her family moved to 214 Roslyn Avenue in Hamilton. The elder McLean worked for the Hamilton Street Railway, the HSR, as a streetcar conductor. And then he later uh, attained an office position that gave him access to company revenues. So he started mm-hmm. at the bottom, moved his way up. So her childhood was not awesome. 
her dad drank a bunch and her mom was kind of a mean bee. She had a really bad temper. Yeah. And her parents did just, they did not get along and they spent a lot of time apart. And Evelyn didn't really associate a lot with the neighborhood kids and she, her parents, (laughs) this is my favorite, her parents considered her too fragile to be playing on the streets. Can't play with those dirty street children. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Like, she can't... Why? Why would they think that? You know, what it kind of makes me think of is, like, in <laughs> in Mad Men, when uh, Betty, with their daughter, is, like, freaked out to all hell when she maybe has a potential scar that might oh, yeah. be on her face, and mm-hmm. she's like, you're done. You're done. You're never going to get married. This is it for you. We have to find a different career because this isn't going to work. You're not right. going to get married. You're done. So maybe it's that kind of, like, same thing, too. Like, she's fragile, like... Maybe. I or... mean, she was born in 1920, so that's right after the flu pandemic. So maybe she's like, don't hang out with a bunch of street kids because you're going to get street kid disease. It's hard Possibly. to say. I mean, that's such a strange thing. I don't know. Mm. Or did maybe she, it was like her way of thinking like they're below her daughter. Yeah. They're better than everybody else. Well, we know that's how the mom felt. Yeah, because they liked the nicer things in life, even though they couldn't supposedly mm-hmm. afford any of it. Yeah. Which is probably what <laughs> led good old Dawn to be an alcoholic. <laughs> Doesn't excuse the abuse, but maybe that's why I drink. <laughs> well, the rumors, like, rumors swirled around that Donald, her dad, was dipping into the coffers at the HSR. Yeah, and they lived for those furs for the missus. Yeah, they Gross. lived super well. They always had huge sums in the bank, which made no sense considering his position. Yeah, they're like, he does this, and it makes <laughs> this much. But he's driving a 1920s Lambo. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> and they would also send Evelyn shopping with like handfuls of nickels, which nickel bought you a lot. So if you uh-huh. have handfuls of that stuff, that's like... You know what's kind of fascinating about that, too? Is she's scared about her daughter playing with kids that maybe are like more rough and tumble than her, mm-hmm. and like normal kids, and but she'll send her out with crazy money alone? That's horrifying (laughs) good luck child (laughs) i mean even with adults when like you travel or even go anywhere it's like Mm -hmm. don't let people see you open a wallet and have like you know multiple bills like i know i always try to keep my wallet like secret (laughs) yeah and like nickels are allowed (laughs) yeah you can't hide that there's no secret nickel (laughs) yeah like Someone would totally, I mean, not even just, like, a grown-up, but, like, another kid would totally, mm-hmm. like, beat her up for that. I was going to say, some kid could crazy. literally push her. Her handful of nickels could go flying and then... Yeah, right on the train track. <laughs> Boom. Bye. <laughs> and then her dad will have to, like, you know, he works there. That's awkward. <laughs> so, uh, Donald, we need you to uh, scrape her off the tracks. <laughs> I know it's going to be tough, but you're a company man. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> So, with parental encouragement, this is the weird part, Evelyn tried to be really hard to become recognized in the finer circles in town. Because her mm-hmm. parents obviously didn't want her to associate with those dirty street rat kids. Yeah. I mean, ew. 
<laughs> I know. Her parents pulled her out of public school and sent her to a prestigious Loretto Academy, which was attended by the daughters of Hamilton's elite. Oh, so fancy. And then she would actually host lavish parties at the Royal Connegat Hotel, which was Hamilton's finest, and then spend money freely on her acquaintances. So she was trying to buy her friends Mm -hmm. and buy popularity and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. She literally was telling her daughter how to, like, buy men. Mm -hmm. Like, she trained her daughter in a young age to look for sugar daddies, which is so sad. Yeah. Her social acceptance was never reciprocated. I wonder why. Probably because people are like, this shit isn't genuine. And they probably yeah, and could she's smell like socially how awkward. False this was. Yeah. She didn't have a chance. Yeah. She also became the focus of rumors because their family is living this giant lie when she was a teenager. So she had more expensive jewelry and furs than was considered proper. <laughs> what is considered proper? I think especially for her age. Like she's okay. wearing things that like chicks who are, you know, going out with their husbands wearing, mm-hmm. I think, okay. or like okay. people who are like adults going on dates or they're like fancy parties. Mm-hmm. She's dressing like that and she's like an 11-year-old and it's Got like it. what are you doing? <laughs> Basically, imagine an 11-year-old in a ball gown with jewels. <laughs> So, like, pageantry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, at that point, she started spending the her time in the company of much older men and at places out of town and at racetracks. Hmm. So, I, I don't want to continue if you have more, but I, I, have, I have more to share about what happened to her in 1942. Um, I can do that. Do that. Okay. <laughs> Um, in 1942, Evelyn gave birth to a daughter whom she gave over to her mother's care. How nice. A second (laughs) pregnancy (laughs) ended in stillbirth. In September of 1944, Evelyn gave birth to a boy whom she named Peter. She returned home from the hospital without the baby, claiming that she'd given him up to the Children's Aid Society for adoption because her father didn't want another child in the house. Mm -hmm. What? But before her, she gave birth to the second child, Evelyn announced that it was okay that she gave birth to a child because she was 22 at this point and yeah. unmarried, according to the world. But then she was like, oh, no, it's okay. I'm married to a man who's stationed overseas. And with, with it's yeah, a man so with the she, last name of White. She lied and, and basically lied did and the, yeah, I have a girlfriend. Oh, where is she? Oh, she's in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> She gave the Canadian excuse. <laughs> but you know what my thing is? It's her damn business. Right? Mm-hmm. She shouldn't even have to lie. I hate that everybody's all up in her business. Like, no. I think that's so stupid. It's crazy. But she also tried to pull people into her business. Yeah. I just Kind of like we do with social media. We're asking for it. Yeah, but I mean, when it's like... I know, especially then, people were talking. And it's just like, who <laughs> oh, cares? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who cares if she had a kid? Who Like, that's awesome. Who cares if there's a guy around? Whatever. <laughs> Ugh, it's so annoying to me. Totally. She can have 3,000 children. And if no guy ever shows up, g- great for her. Mm-hmm. She's like, got a whole cares? workforce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll take over the train station business. <laughs> 
Sorry, continue. Um, <laughs> poor girl. Why do I feel for her now? She's a murderer. What's happening? Um, I don't even know where you left off. I'm so angry. Uh, that she gave birth to her daughter and then she had had her son that was stillbirth. Right. So I think you were saying that she basically said that, she, like, no, I have a husband. He's just mm-hmm. not here. It's fine. Don't worry. But he about didn't it. actually exist. <laughs> yeah. And later examination of military records failed to prove the existence of a man. He was not around. <laughs> Oopsies. In Aww. 1945, Evelyn, Heather, and Alexandra, her mama, who had recently separated for, um, from her dad, good old Don, moved into an apartment together in downtown Hamilton. Mm-hmm. After a month or so together, Evelyn astounded her mother by Ooh. announcing that in two weeks, oh, she's my. going to marry John Dick. What? Alexandra, <laughs> Mama McLean had never heard of him. Kind of weird. I live with you. I take care of Heather, your daughter. Who now are you? What's this? Hello? Who is this Hello? dick character you were speaking of? <laughs> and she's like, and does he have a brother? <laughs> <laughs> but Because <laughs> Mama is single. <laughs> Um, on October 4th, 1945, Evelyn and John were married at the Church of Ascension. Hmm. Uh, Where did they ascend to? Hmm. Uh, that is the question. Uranus. Whoa! <laughs> I know that's where I would ascend to. <laughs> um, okay. So... They're married, like, John and Evelyn are just so, so happy. He's a Russian immigrant. He was employed as a streetcar driver. He was 15 years older than Evelyn. Unfortunately for her, she thought he was way more wealthy and (laughs) up to do in the, like, (laughs) hoity-toityness. Like, she thought he was just, like, bringing in that money. And he ain't. He was not bringing in that money. That's <laughs> what she found out. Yeah, not good. Um, she told him that she was a widow of a Canadian naval officer. Uh, she said his name was White. Mm-hmm. And he was like, fine, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're both broke. Who cares? <laughs> um, after just a few weeks, Evelyn. So, okay, that's something we left out. They were mm. only... Um, together for a few weeks. Oh, yeah. They were only... Yeah. That's so weird. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I know there's, like, yeah. so many stories, too, where, like, that worked out, and especially, sure. like, for that era, like, we have, like, grandparents and stuff that, like, met then, and I think that is, like, the coolest, sweetest thing in the world, but, like, that is crazy also in the same breath. It's super crazy because it's this person, because she didn't do a lot of things in a, like their whole family didn't do anything honestly. Yeah, I mean it's kind of funny that they lie about their income and then she marries a guy that lied about his income. <laughs> Full circle, right? Deserved. She lied about that. She lied about the fact that she like there's a Canadian officer somewhere. Um, there's all She's these things. I don't know. So once Evelyn. realized that he was not well off financially (laughs) she uh just straight up said deuces and resumed an affair with a man named bill oh bill 
Um, Dick didn't care. He believed that he and Evelyn could make the marriage work. He was oh. like, I can look past this. We can do this. I love you. And he convinced her to move into a house with him. So they've only known each other a few weeks. They are drowning in lies. He knows <laughs> she's cheating on him. And he asks her to move in. Great. Got it. Perfect. Good. Rainbows. So their time together was stormy, obviously. Especially because of Evelyn's relationship with uh, Bill and other boyfriends. Okay. So she's like Many. really, she's just digging her heels she's in. She's sowing her wild oats. Yeah. Even though she's married and has two, well, one kid. Yeah. Dick moved out. Don't blame him. Um, he, the deed was in Evelyn's name because she is kind of a baller. Yeah. So he's gone. House is hers. I have a bit of a thing about that because my mom tried to buy a house in the 70s mm-hmm. in L.A. And she would have owned a house in Manhattan Beach, by the way, or Redondo or something like that. She would have owned a house there. But the man backed out at the last minute because he didn't feel comfortable selling to a woman. Are you kidding? I'm not shitting you. That's... I can't even. I'll get too angry. <laughs> yes. So the fact that oh. Miss Evelyn in Canada was able to buy a home. That's Baller. cool. Right on. She probably right killed the guy that sold it to In her. the 40s. That's cool. <laughs> okay. Um, Continue. So, um, <laughs> John moved out. Launched with his cousin. Yeah. Adios, mm-hmm. Dick. Evelyn saying hola to other dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Dick appealed to Evelyn's father, Don, um, (laughs) because he enjoyed the fact that he tried to make Evelyn be more of a respectable wife. Yeah. Whatever. That's none of her dad's business. When, (laughs) in my opinion, (laughs) when Don um, refused... I'm not sure what this says. I guess when he refused, Dick threatened to inform on him for stealing from the, um, what does it stand for? Hamilton. Yeah, I forget already what it stands for. Station. Railroad? Hamilton Street Railway. We're both wrong. Okay. (laughs) Um, so, um, this is just so crazy to me. So, Dick goes to the dad and is like, I'm doing my job as a husband. Your daughter sucks. Make her do her wifely duties. Right. And the dad threatens him. Or no, sorry. And when he refuses to help, then is when the husband, Dick, threatens to basically rat out the dad to the Mm -hmm. Hamilton Railroad, whatever. Yeah. Which is also kind of a baller move. Mm -hmm. I mean, what does he have to lose, really? He wants that house back, probably. Probably, yeah, because it's not in his name, and he's like, damn it. <laughs> what, what are the moves I have? So he knows that yeah. daddy has been taking money, and mm-hmm. you, also your daughter sucks, so help me with her, or yeah. I will rat on you. Mm-hmm. Not a bad move. Um, So Evelyn had told him about this, that her dad was taking money. Um, Which is and, stupid of her, but... Yeah, yeah. it is. And... Um, the dad threatened to kill John, um, which John reported to the Hamilton police. 
Um, he then disappeared in the first week of March 1946. He was last seen alive on March 6th in a Hamilton restaurant. So this is wild. This is probably within like a month or two. All of these things happen. Because they got married in October and then March was when he was last seen alive. Yeah, like that's wild. Mm-hmm. I love that like the dad just doesn't even, he doesn't give a shit. I don't care that she sucks. You married her. Um, by the way, I, we forgot to share Erica's article is written by somebody who has the best name of all time. <laughs> Especially given the <laughs> subject's name. <laughs> so we're talking about Evelyn Dick and the guy's name, the author's name is... Oh, I'm saying it? Yeah. <laughs> Edward Butts. Yeah. I love it. Dick and Butts. They belong together, right? They do. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want me to read about the murder? Do it! This is where All it right. gets really juicy. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was Saturday, March 16th, 1946. So six months after they got married. One, two, three, four. Five. Yeah, six months. Mm. Um, when a group of five children, traumatized for life, found Forever what, they traumatized. Thought, <laughs> what they thought looked like a body of a headless pig laying partway down the side of a Hamilton's, what's an escarpment? I thought it was like where a mountain stops or a hill. Maybe that's an embankment. It sounds similar to me, a long, so I'm imagining it the same. steep slope, especially one at the edge of a plateau or separating areas of land at different heights. Thank Whatever. You, it's an embankment. It's like the I same just want to know what it was. <laughs> it's a dumb word. I don't like it. <laughs> or what locals call the mountain. Their, their find proved to be more like gruesome. Like the guy from Game of Thrones? Oh, God. Whatever. It was, in <laughs> fact, the torso of an adult male. The head, arms, and legs were missing and nowhere to be found. I can't believe those kids walked up on that. Can you really, like, put yourself in that? Like, that's wild. Like, to walk up and see that? If you're going to go through the motions of chopping off all those bits, why wouldn't you bury this body? Like, why would you just dump it? That seems stupid. I I think it's either, I think it's a mix of, like, ego, like, I won't get caught, combined with like this is harder than i thought it would be (laughs) this thing weighs a lot more than i thought it would yeah got it yeah well and there's a reason why i think too we can talk about later too that they didn't okay so a deep wound in the abdomen told the investigators that someone had tried to cut to cut the torso itself in two as well great Mm -hmm. and i did so they tried to make it smaller and get rid of it (laughs) like they did the rest of it but like, they couldn't. Ah, it's too much work. <laughs> An identification of the remains by doctors and a positive ID by his brother-in-law led police to the conclusion that they had found the remains of John Dick, the conductor of the Hamilton Street Railway. Yep. Dick's cousin, Alexander Kammerer, had reported to police that John had been missing since March 6th, so he was missing for 10 days. He told them that he became worried when he heard reports of the torso and began to suspect that something awful may have happened to the man who had been living with him since his... Oh, yeah, because he had moved in with his cousin. Right. Um, uh, so he was worried about the man who had been living with him since his short-lived marriage had apparently failed. Cameron had wondered whether Dick had returned to the house on Carrick Avenue where he, his wife, and stepdaughter had raised 
resided together for only a brief period of time. So he had been living with his cousin and his cousin's family, and he was gone. Yeah. Getting on to about the murder, Evelyn was taken to the police headquarters for questioning by Detective Sergeant Clarence P- Preston soon after the body was identified. What followed was astounding to investigators. Evelyn Dick responded to the news that the torso belonged to her husband by remarking, I don't know anything about it. Don't look at me. <laughs> Shaking my head. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, if I murdered somebody, I don't think that would be the line and, like, the way I'm going to go into it acting. I don't think I would choose She's that. She's so flippant. You know? It's very Lori Vallow. Like, I don't know. Oh, that bitch. Why are you asking me? Isn't it your job to know? Like, Right? Whoa. Huh. Okay. Then she proceeded to tell a story about a Natalie-dressed Italian hitman who arrived at her door looking for John. Dreamboat. Uh, (laughs) He said he was going to, quote, fix him for messing around with his wife, and then he left without telling Mrs. Dick who he was. So she just made up another man. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's what she's good at identifiable like hitman italian like i mean you're giving them specifics that in a town that's probably not that big like not that good just say a man he was shortish tall (laughs) blondish brown hair (laughs) he had eyes that were greenish blue maybe a little brown she's like oh you know he had a peg leg and like a really weird accent like no don't do that he only ever wore purple <laughs> he what? cried when it was sunny <laughs> like, what the fuck? oh she's so dumb <laughs> you know what would be great what <laughs> you know when um willy wonka when <laughs> Gene Wilder is like talking with that far off look in his eyes about literally anything in the movie. Mm-hmm. He does it all the time. Yes. I if I killed someone, I want to embody that. Yes, that's how I want to respond. <laughs> I want to just do like <laughs> weird, like nonsensical statements that are oddly specific but also vague, <laughs> <laughs> or just say things like, "Well." Don't we all never know things that we don't know? <laughs> like, Just constantly she... speaking oxymorons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, where is your significant other? Well, where are we all really? You know? No. <laughs> do we know? I don't know. Do you know? Where are we? Like basically, too, like, Willy Wonka combined with Luna, like, oh, from Harry Potter. Just, like, those Luna's answers. the best. I love her. <laughs> That's awesome. I like this murderer. Me, me too. <laughs> this this mystery murderer. <laughs> she loves scented candles. And <laughs> and drawing small drawings of cats. Yes, and World War One sailboats. <laughs> World War One sailboats. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm not sure. Who knows? Not Who I. knows, really? <laughs> Back to Ms. Dick. Okay. So, days later, 
Police had learned that Evelyn had borrowed a large Packard car from a man named Bill Landig. And that's her her BF Bill. So Landig received the car back with blood covering the front seat. The seat covers missing and bloody clothing in the back. (laughs) Crazy. Evelyn left a note explaining that Heather had cut herself and made the mess. Heather, her daughter. Yes. Has anyone forgotten? She had forgotten her own daughter, so yeah, right. Why not? Like if she's bleeding that bad, mm, mm. That investigation <laughs> proved to the that the blood uh, to be the same type as John Dix. At this point, Evelyn told police that a mysterious man had called her, told her that John had made a woman pregnant, and that he was getting what was coming to him. Right. So now it's like. It's, she's Not only was there an Italian hitman, this hitman was hired because John got it on with another man's wife and he called to warn him that the Italian hitman is on his way. <sighs> so, <laughs> so, dumb. Nuts. so then the man asked her, so the man then asked her to meet her so that he could borrow a car. Very strange. Evelyn explained mm-hmm. that she met the man and he had a large sack with him. He told her that it contained, quote, part of John. Evelyn's story went on to say that she drove this man and his cargo to the dumping site. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. Yeah. This doesn't sound good, Evelyn. It's just narrow. It's just, it's one of those lies that I feel like you can't, she like couldn't stop her word vomit. Right. Like one lie just kept compounding the next. So it was just like, well, fuck, I gotta be Say nothing. Where's her lawyer? Mm, She probably was. Dumb dumb and didn't think to even. ask for one. Do you want me to continue? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, so Evelyn took police on the route that she claimed they followed when asked if it was at all alarming to her that her husband's body was in the vehicle, <laughs> the said cargo. She said that she wasn't happy oh. about his demise, but that it was a pretty mean trick to break up a home of him. What <sighs> So she basically was like, it was kind of rude that, you know, he put me in this situation. Now my car's bloody. And now <laughs> I'm embarrassed. My name's dragged through the mud. It's wild. A mean trick to break up a home. He's dead, girl. <laughs> Evident, uh, she was referring evidently to the woman who John had allegedly impregnated. She empathetically denied conspiring to kill her husband. Uh-huh. But Yeah. It was kind of rude he did this, but I'm so, so broke up about it. (laughs) Evelyn's responses and demeanor were very inappropriate, obviously. Psychiatrists found her to be on the borderline between having a dull, normal, and how they use it more on, like, intelligence. Not how I would call it, but whatever. That's what they said. That was their quote. (laughs) Yeah. In addition... It was reported that she had mental capacity of a 13-year-old girl, although this diagnosis was surprising to many who knew her to be an extremely intelligent and manipulative woman. So, whatever. This is a, like, 20s, 30s, like, I I can see them just putting that number on her because... I can see it going in either direction. Either she was really manipulative or she was really... Like uh, arrested development. I don't know. She was abused to the point of being of being infantile. Or yeah, childlike. It's hard to say. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, trust medicine then, especially psychiatric medicine. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and using it on a female. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could put anybody in a 
insane asylum. Like, you're on your period, go to an insane asylum. Yeah, so it's hard to take that. (laughs) Um, Yes. So, later, Evelyn changed her story again and signed a second statement regarding the involvement of the Italian killers hired by Bill, her boyfriend that we mentioned (gasps) earlier. She took police on another tour, explaining in some detail how the crime was committed, including the location where John was shot in the head on a muddy road near Glanford, south of Hamilton. Damn. During all of this, investigators at the Dix Carrick Avenue residence made a gruesome discovery. A beige suitcase in an attic trunk. The suitcase was filled with concrete, and in the concrete were remains of a baby boy born to Evelyn on September 5th, 1944. This is the little baby who she didn't come home from the hospital with that we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. She did come home with him, and I guess he was alive, and at some point she killed him is my assumption. I don't think they would send her home with her with a stillborn. they would not. So she murdered her son. Not cool. Alexandra McLean, her mom, told police that she had seen her husband at this trunk the day before and told her to get the hell out of the room. Faced with the turn of events and having been told that Bill had been brought in for questioning, Evelyn told yet another story. She said that boyfriend Bill had murdered the child and John Dick as well. Incriminating evidence such as bullet holes in a pipe, a revolver, and cartridges saws and bloodstained shoes that were almost certainly john's were found in donald her dad's basement evelyn bill and daddy don were charged with murder of john dick but the dad's like what the fuck i didn't do anything (laughs) but no yeah because john threatened the dad yeah that is true so dad's invested this guy wants to i mean for his own reasons Mm -hmm. you're right you're right totally right I think the I forgot about that. Dad probably killed him. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. And mm-hmm. Evelyn helped cut up the body and killed her son. And did a bad job at it. Oh, and ew. Bill helped. And because it was Bill's probably car. his kid is my assumption. Who knows? We don't know. No one knows. No one knows. Her trial and the outcome thereof. So Evelyn Dick's trial caused a media frenzy, obviously, because this is crazy sensationalized stuff, especially for the time. Affluent family with stolen money, murders people. (laughs) Yeah, and not just like murders them, but like hacksaws them up. And then kills a baby. Come on. Yeah. Yuck. Disgusting. So crowds Why turned would, up at the ugh. Hamilton courthouse to catch a glimpse of the beautiful suspect because this this was before they allowed um, media into courtrooms and stuff like that. So y- you just saw them go in and you saw people come out and that's it. In her oh, first trial, <laughs> Evelyn Dick, <laughs> represented by lawyer John Sullivan, was found guilty of John Dick's murder. She was sentenced to death by hanging. Whoa. Yeah. Let that sink in. They're hanging her. Mm-hmm. Well deserved. You should never kill children, ever. But- Although she may not have killed John with her own hands, Evelyn Dick was guilty by participating in the planning and carrying out of a crime, which was enough to find her guilty of murder under the law. Yeah. When the case was heard on appeal, 
The verdict was overturned by her lawyer, J.J. Robinette, skillfully argued that Evelyn's statements to police were improperly admitted into evidence and that the trial judge had not properly instructed the jury. So she got off on a technicality. Yeah. It's wild, though, that she was going to be hung mm-hmm. for her involvement with her husband's death, not the not baby. Not the baby. Like, that's what she should hang for. <sighs> oh, shit. Considering that, like, her dad did the killing. Mm-hmm. Like, she was a, what do you call that? Like, I don't know. Accessory. Accomplice. Yeah, accessory to murder. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that. I don't know. I, if if she really wanted to keep the baby, she would have left. Yeah, or with just the baby. give him up for adoption. Something. There are, there are options. Yeah, that is not one of them. So, Bill Bohazuk. Bohazuk? How do you say his name? Bill. He's just Bill B. Yeah. Uh, and Billy B. Daddy Don uh, were held for an unheard length of time before their joint trial took place. I don't know how long that time is. <laughs> just says unheard of. <laughs> unheard of. Bill walked free because of Evelyn Dick, the only witness prosecutors had. And she refused to testify. So Billy walked and dad was found guilty uh, as an accessory after the fact and sentenced to five years in prison. Isn't that crazy? (sighs) So Evelyn was not as lucky, though. She was found guilty of manslaughter in the death of her infant son and sentenced to life at Kingston Penitentiary, where she became a model inmate. However, in 1958... She was paroled, and on November 10th, 1958, she was released from prison. In total, she served almost 13 years behind bars between jail time in Kingston and Hamilton. I mean, think about that, though. She served 13 years total for killing two people, a baby and her husband, and the other Mm -hmm. two got no time and five years. Yeah, all of this makes no sense to me. And then she just disappears because she assumed a new name and started a new life in an unknown city. Yep. And then I guess in 1985, Evelyn was granted a pardon under the Royal Prerogative of Mercy, which meant that she no longer had to report to police or the parole board, and her file was sealed forever. So no one was ever convicted for the murder of John Dick. It doesn't make any sense. If we ever want to take a field trip, we can see the 32 caliber uh, handgun that was used to kill John. Oh, where is that? <laughs> it's in a display case in the Hamilton police trailer. <laughs> trailer it's like part of their department museum oh my gosh <laughs> the trailer's usually shown in police week in may <laughs> Woo! let's bring out the gun so this is kind of interesting okay. um here's a little bit of the scandalous testimony that oh. took place in the courthouse please please on the stand at a preliminary hearing evelyn was asked about her being promiscuous and oh. uh, the lawyer asked is it not a fact that the father of that child could have been any one of 400 men in the city? <gasps> oh <my>. Whoa. <laughs> like, pump them brakes, lawyer. Uh, she responded with, no, not that many. He continued, 300 <gasps> then? Well, no. <laughs> Tell the court how many men you've had sexual intercourse with then, the lawyer says. Maybe 150, Evelyn said. <laughs> I want you to name these men for the court right now. Who are they? (laughs) Let me pull out my pocketbook. Yeah. One moment, please. (laughs) Dearest diary. Okay, here, let's start here. Uh, (laughs) She said, well, his son for one. Were you indicating his honor, the lawyer asked? Uh, Yes, the judge's son. 
The judge immediately struck the testimony from the record and issued a restraining order on the publication of the names. Yes, girl. Snap, snaps. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Like, part of me really likes her, and I don't want <laughs> If she hadn't have killed people, I'd be like, okay. Or if she just had hurt her, her little baby. Yeah. If that never happened and maybe she just, like, tried to help her dad after, like, maybe she had nothing to do with it. And he came to her and said, Evelyn, I've killed your husband. Please help your dad. <laughs> and she got roped into it. Still don't <laughs> condone that. That's not at all. I'm condoning none of this. I'm just saying <laughs> she said some baller things. Yes. I appreciate I can agree the baller things. Oh, Evelyn, my goodness, woman. Uh, we should make a shirt that says, like, the original baller. <laughs> and then have a picture of her on it? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, this lady. I can't. I mean, some people think she might be alive today. She'd be owed. I bet she's alive. Betty White is. There was a movie made about it, I think, like, in the early 2000s called Torso. <laughs> Horrible name. It's so awful. Torso, the Evelyn Dick story. (laughs) (laughs) Why not get rid of that torso part and just call it the Evelyn Dick story? I think that will do just fine. Because (sighs) torso. Torsos. (laughs) I really want to watch it. I mean, it looks looks bad. It does not look well made. I mean, so how do you feel about Evelyn? Um, She killed a baby, so she sucks. Yeah, I agree. I mean, she did say some baller things. And the fact that she kills me when she's like, I know nothing about it. I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> like, Part of me thinks she would have been like a great spy, like double agent. Mm. Ruthless. She could have been like a part of the KGB or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, I, I just, I can't believe that she pretty much got away with it. I mean, she did have to serve 13 years total. All things considered, not mm-hmm. that bad. Mm-mm, no. What do you think of her? Um, I wish she hadn't have uh, killed her kid. Otherwise, yeah. she wouldn't have been so bad. <laughs> think of um, the murder. We could have hung out. Yeah. But she kind of murdered people. She so. kind of murdered people, so she can't hang out. Sorry. <laughs> she can't sit with us. I just can't believe she, like, called out the judge's son. Yeah, well, I kind of slept with your son. He's a whore. No, 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 don't, don't, nope. Okay, hold on. Don't, Strike don't it from the record. Don't read that list. Don't read it. Don't stop it. No more names, please. Stop that woman. <laughs> it's crazy. I liked reading about her. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by how someone in that era who was a female could be caught up in sawing up somebody's body. What really killed me about this whole thing was all of her lying begetting other lies. Mm-hmm. Like, just one lie rolled straight into the next, which just became more and more, f- like, fantastic and ridiculous. That it was like, what are you what are you doing with your life? Learn how to lie better. <laughs> yeah. Get Simple. that story straight. Especially considering that the cousin didn't report him missing for 10 days. You got time to get a story together. With you and the two other people. Mm-hmm. And one's your dad. So I feel like that one you can lock in pretty solid. If you guys are together, you can go against Bill if you need yeah, to. Yeah, and she kept throwing other people under the bus to try to get herself out of it. She's like, well, Bill did it. Uh, well, Bill and Yeah, Dad not did a it. good start. 
Jesus. Like if you guys murdered somebody together, wouldn't you all want to work together to try to? Yeah, get you got to get like get your stories solid straight? alibi. Idiots. Yeah, for real. What is this amateur hour? It is embarrassing. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> we would do so great at murdering people. I don't right? Sure. We do well. <laughs> I'd probably just feel terrible. Nobody, no crime. <laughs> Actually, that's not even true. Just really decayed body, no crime. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then they'd put bones on it, and then we'd all be screwed. She'd figure it out. She'd be like, oh, see this little nick in the bone here? And then they were a tennis player, and, you know, uh, that links them to this person, and... Nope, nope, you're all wrong. Circumstantial. <laughs> I slept with your mother. <laughs> oh, forget it, forget it, forget it. Just drop the case. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's... It's comforting to know that people have been murdering people forever. Yeah. I take sweet comfort in that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, don't... Don't come up with Italian hitmen who don't exist. Well, How about that? Don't threaten the income of a man who gives handfuls of nickels to his children. Yeah, what was he doing? She's not worth it. She literally is hanging out with multiple other guys for a fact because she told you weeks after your wedding. Not he worth fighting cuckolded. for. <laughs> not worth fighting for. No. Drop that. Whatever the house is, it's not that good. Mm-mm. Not worth it. He's probably like, I'm ruined in this town. I can't go anywhere else. <laughs> Leave the town. Your train conductor. Super cool. But no. No. Uh, Bill. <laughs> Bill. John. Right? Oh, yeah. Bill's dumb, too. Screw them all. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn did. <laughs> <laughs> Except for her dad, because that's gross. Ugh. Blah. That's <laughs> well, well, I enjoyed it. Me too. Thank you, Nicole. That was a good one. Yeah. It's a good time. Agreed. Um, so next week, so we're not going to spin the wheel because no, next wheel. week we're going to do some listener stories, which we're really excited about. We've got some good ones. Yeah, I'm excited. And we'd like some more. We want more. Send us Our more. Our appetite is insatiable. <laughs> <laughs> more, please. <laughs> So send them, please. We can read more. We want to. We want a plethora. Yes. Uh, Nightguyspod at gmail dot com. You can leave us a voicemail seven zero seven two hundred three eight nine eight or DM us on any social media. It's all good. And let us know if it's okay if we read your name or not. We don't want to put you on blast. You don't want your family to know that you've seen ghosts. Mm, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Exciting. Okay, guys, join us next week. Yeah. Uh, this is the Night Guys podcast. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>